We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. So Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Hey, Stephen, we have so many people coming to us looking for questions to prepare for their pageant. Questions from current events to getting to know you to platform development, all of those. And we have a great resource that is totally free for people of all ages to use called our 233 pageant questions. Okay. And so with these questions, are they broken down by age division? Is it just one, like, I don't know, book, if you will, or one digital download, or is there different sections to it? Yep. So all of the above, um, basically. So when you go to the the page to sign up to get these free questions, you select what describes you best. So we have anything from preteen contestant, teen, miss, ms, mrs, mister, mom, dad, director, judge, all of that stuff. And we will send you the best version based on what you have given us, what information you provided. And when you get that document, it is a digital download. So you can put it on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer. You can literally bring it anywhere or you can print it out and put some notes on it if you like to. And it is separated by segments. So like you said, there's, like I said earlier, there's platform, personal, current events, and anything in between. Yeah. And what's cool about this is, I mean, we have uh, like hundreds of people that download this every week and a lot of judges download it. So we've gotten reports from girls, right? Because directors and judges also download it. And then Mm -hmm. some directors will give these questions to their judges and just say, ask them off of this. And so girls will walk in and guys will walk in and like they're getting asked the exact same questions that's on this. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a cheat sheet into your interview. And naturally, there's no guarantee that your judge will use these. But it's certainly um, a lot more probable that you're going to get asked questions based on this because we do have so many judges download it. Totally. And can I give a free tip away? Yeah, absolutely. So when you download these free pageant questions, I want you to remember the three most important parts of every answer. It's your answer, your explanation, and the X factor. How does this tie into you? So this is a great tool for you to just walk through question by question, making sure you're hitting those three parts. Do it in the mirror, work on your eye contact. It's a great resource and for every age and every system. That's great. And where can they find the link? So you can find the link right in today's show notes. Click it. We'll need your name and your email and your uh, division, and you're good to go. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome everyone to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the life of Jonas Gafford. And there's a video of me floating around in a yellow shirt talking about what most successful pageant contestants have in common. And that's a coach. And the pinnacle of every coach's career is when a student of theirs wins a major title. And you may not know a thing about him, but if you've ever seen many photos of Miss Universe 2015 Pia Wurzbach, you've likely seen her arm in arm with a man named Jonas Gafud, fondly called Mama J by his friends and protégés. 
Jonas Antonio Gafud is the unquestionable force behind the tremendous success of the Philippines in international pageants. Yeah, Jonas is frequently called the queen maker, but he doesn't just specialize in mentoring women for beauty pageants. He is also the president and manager of Mercator Artists and Model Management, where he manages some of the biggest stars in the Philippines, as well as managing talent in Brazil. He handles the careers of professionals in the entertainment business in addition to fashion models and commercial actors alike. And as if scouting talent around the globe didn't keep him busy enough, he is also one of the executives behind Empire PH, which is a digital channel that produces lifestyle, beauty, and wellness shows in the Philippines. And before the podcast, Stephen and I were like trying to make sure that we were pronouncing Jonas's name correctly. And like right away, like a ton of really beautifully curated and managed videos popped up so it was very easy to find so if you check youtube and search his name you'll be able to find some of these videos yeah and in his you know air quotes spare time i don't (laughs) imagine he has much of it he also helps to manage the activities of empire studios which is a diverse collection of industry professionals that facilitates workshops on personal development self-improvement dance acting and of course pageantry the um, to say the least, the man is very quite busy, but that's mm-hmm. because before he had any of the responsibilities that he has today, Jonas was a guy with just a dream and little else. And when you grow up with little more than a dream, you promise yourself that if you ever do manage to make your dream come true, you're going to hold tight to it. And I think pursue it fiercely too, Stephen. I'm sure you'd agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And the greatest quality, he said, the greatest quality I'm looking for in someone is star quality. When they enter a room, they command attention. Of course, you have the physical attributes like beauty of face, height, and character. But uh, a woman with great aura coupled with substance will make her a cut above the rest. And that's the attitude that he took to help build all of the stars and the pattern contestants that he's worked with. Yeah, and you and I, we've talked about that too. Like, how do judges know when a girl walks into the room? Like, a lot of times they'll say, I just knew she was the Miss fill-in-the-blank, like, when she walked into the room. And it's like, that's kind of that great aura, that queen factor, that um, star quality that Jonas is pointing to. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to believe that the man who is now known as the queen maker was initially just a pageant fan like you listening maybe. And since pageantry is such a huge pastime in the Philippines, he would just watch pageants growing up. Yeah, he said that he would read his mother's fashion magazines and they always had features about beauty queens in them. So the world of pageantry is something that was a part of his conscientiousness as long as he can remember. And Jonas says that even though he is not a professional pageant coach, he always had a sense about what worked and what didn't for a pageant contestant. He always knew that like when someone was going to be successful and he also knew what they needed to change if they weren't going to be successful as they are right then. Yeah, he was only 23 when he was introduced to a pretty but shy young lady who told him that she wanted to enter the country's national competition called Benny Bennis, and her name was Zore, Zoreda Ruth Andam. And Jonas agreed that she had everything required to be a beauty queen, but she just needed a bit of polishing, and he knew how to do it. So Zoreda and Jonas worked hard preparing her for the competition, and he was just thrilled as she was when she was crowned Miss Universe Philippines 2001. And the fact that his very first client won such a prestigious title on 
her first try and went on to compete at Miss Universe, did a lot for Jonas's confidence as a coach, obviously. And he always knew that he had a talent and a way of seeing things that other people didn't see. And it had taken a lot of courage and risk on his part to get into the world of pageantry. But this win, it was the confirmation that he needed. And from that point on, he wasn't going to let anything stop him. And I think this is time for a really brief coaching moment. It's trust what comes easy to you and let it guide you. And when you're talking about what's going to make you a successful and unique person and title holder, run toward your natural strength and strength and against them. One of the hottest topics in pageantry right now is Miss Virginia, who's going to compete for Miss America. She's doing her science experiment and she is, uh, for lack of a better punny word, she is exploding um, onto the scene. I don't know if Steven, you've seen her. She was just on, um, the Kelly Clarkson show doing her science experiment, but it works for her because she is, uh, I think she's tr tr planning to be a pharmacist, but she's in chemistry school of my chemistry class, biology class. So she is an expert in this. So she ran towards it. If a communications major like me was like, you know what? I don't have a traditional talent. I'm going to go ahead and do a science experiment. It would be a little odd, don't you think? Yeah, that would, it wouldn't be a natural fit. And a lot of times what we do is we do have a tendency to overlook those things that are easy to us. Like, mm -hmm. for example, my wife is a perfect example. She speaks um, one, two, three, four, four languages. But she's like, ah, it's not that big of a deal, right? And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. that is a massive. It's challenging for a lot of people. But it's so close to her. We have a tendency um, there's a quote that says familiarity breeds contempt. So a lot mm -hmm. of times we undervalue the things that we're good at because they're so close to us and they come so natural. So yeah, leaning into that, like Miss Virginia is doing really can work for you. And I would say this also is a point of, um, what's the phrase about comparison, about comparison, something, something. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need a little bit more, but the uh, whole okay, thing so is I'll, like, I'll whenever me, you can let me explain, let me explain what I mean and maybe it'll come to you okay. or me, <laughs> anything. Um, so basically we do things because we see other people do them and are successful. So I'll give, I'll give a life example. My, one of my best friends, her parents owned an accounting firm, a very successful accounting firm. So she wanted to take over the family business and she went to get her accounting degree. And then she was trying to get the CPA um, certification and she kept failing the first test. And she took it three times. She's like, finally, like, I'm not meant to do this. Like, this is not natural to me. It's something that I'm doing it because I feel like I have to because someone else in my life has been successful at this. And then she went, she became a teacher and she's thriving. So I would say if you see other pageant contestants do things that work really well for them, but it's really hard for you. Like if you, if you see contestants doing 25 spins on stage, one, they're probably very dizzy. But two, if you have a hard time doing spins, don't do spins. Nail your poses. Focus on your posture, taking your time, your eye contact. Don't do something in pageantry just because you see someone else do it if it doesn't come natural to you. Yeah. And that's this, the, I think that's the moral of the story. It, it is. And this is where I believe and where it gives me a lot of comfort to believe that um, God is like conspiring for my success. So if you really believe that and you just lean into the things that come natural to you and you believe that God is conspiring for your success, then you know that those things will ultimately work for you, for your good, mm -hmm. for the outcome, yep. the desired totally. outcome. And yep. You know, full disclosure here, it's not like God is against you if you don't win the crown, but like your success could mean ultimately what your what your goal is too. Exactly. You know, because like with my wife, she didn't win the first crown that she wanted, but 
what she says, you know, her words, not mine, is if she would have won that, she and I would have never met. And so she sees that um, by her not winning that and then going to another system and then winning that one, that allowed our paths to cross. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, believe that God has an ultimate plan there and lean into the things that are natural for you. So Absolutely. Okay, so back to uh, Jonas. So yep. as Jonas became familiar with the pageant industry, he began to make friends with people who were also pageant enthusiasts. That's natural. And had the same love of pageants that he did. So eventually, those friends with a shared passion came up with this crazy idea to put their talents together and form a group called um, Pinoy Beauties. And the group's plan was to scout and discover girls who wanted to compete and then guide and develop them into becoming world-class Filipina beauty queens. And over time, this grew and then changed the name to Aces and Queens. And all the mentors of the group had their own specialty, so they each teach their clients whatever it is that they know best, which Mm. I think is a great formula. That is great. I mean, they're kind of living out what we just talked about. Each are doing what's Mm -hmm. natural and, and what their strongest suit is. Yep. So they teach the expected classes on hair and makeup, as well as pageant wardrobe and walking and posing on stage. But in addition to the typical pageant-related topics, what makes Aces and Queens such impressive mentors and trainers is the fact that they approach their clients from a holistic standpoint. They don't just look at a girl and they don't just want a girl to, you know, air quotes, look like a beauty queen. They want to help her to develop her unique personality, character, and communication style. Yeah, the areas that they really specialize in are what they call, and I'm quotes, personality development and Q&A. And the group has always tried to set the standard exceptionally high for pageant preparation. And they believe it's the reason why their clients are such outstanding contestants. And the biggest shock to most people is that Aces and Queens is not a business in the traditional sense. They do not make money. And I think this is such a stark difference to the podcast we did a few weeks ago, Stephen, about Osmel Souza and pageantry in Venezuela, where it would cost sometimes $20,000 to get this elite training and transformation. Yeah. And when the average, you know, monthly income was about $100 in Venezuela. And, Mm -hmm. you know, things are a whole lot different economically in Philippines versus Mm -hmm. uh, Venezuela, if we're talking, you know, holistically. But, you're right. The team charges absolutely nothing for their services. They've always maintained that what they do is a passion and a service. The members of the group all have regular careers and choose to donate their free their time free of charge. In addition to not charging for training, the staff provides housing and even a small allowance for girls who come from the provinces of the Philippines and who don't live close to Manila. So not only are they not charging, they're giving the girls money and putting them up. That's dedication to the passion. It absolutely is. And the training now occurs twice a year, according to the Philippines pageant season. So in January, the group will host an open call. They'll select approximately 50 girls. Wow, they want to train. That's a lot. Um, They now handle two training camps per year, like I said, and they create two batches of candidates to mentor. And many of these contestants are young. Some are still in college. They choose to take a semester off due to the intensity of the training. And this is also another reason why the candidates often need housing and financial help to help to um, help them do this because they're literally stopping their lives to participate. Yeah. Aces and Queens also has sponsored. And that's almost like you want to put a little caveat there to say, mm, you think you train hard? You know? Right. <laughs> and we also see this is why Philippines is a major player every year um in the world of pageants i mean across all systems is every, what yeah, we get every into system. so aces and queens 
also has sponsors who work with them and donate shoes, clothing, skincare products, dental care, and fitness training to the girls. Over the years, the group became like a family for these girls, many of whom were away from their houses and their own families for the very first time. So eventually, the girls began to refer to the group members as mamas and papas, which is why sometimes uh, forbidding, Jonas became the more approachable Mama J. And this is huge because I have to say, I think this is a coaching moment and it's to be a yes person when it comes to experiences that will help you prepare for the title. And in the real world, millions of dollars in scholarship money goes unclaimed each year. And there are so many opportunities to put yourself out there for a pageant that I feel like contestants leave on the table. Don't you think, Stephen? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's your... You don't say yes right away because of either you're nervous about what other people think or you're just not sure how you're going to make it work or there's just a generalized fear about the unknown. And a lot of that stems with your background, your personality type, etc. But if you do want to compete and you do want to win a crown and then the opportunity opens up for you to train with someone that maybe will be out of your you know, financial budget or maybe out of your comfort zone if you lean into that you know god always finds a way to to work it out in your in your benefit yep and i'll say like even if the opportunity doesn't present itself to you go get the opportunity they are out there so if you're sitting at home you're like like to steven's point you can't afford that one-on-one mentorship or coaching right now in your budget the best you can do is give yourself the the chance to get out there so there are like libraries are constantly looking for people to come in and speak to their groups after school programs, um, boys and girls clubs, Girl Scouts of America, Boy Scouts of America, constantly looking for new speakers and engagements to bring different experiences to the people that they work with. So if you are sitting at home, and you're like, you know, what? I'm not getting the interview coaching I want because I can't afford it. But if you're missing out on these opportunities, just go take them. Take yeah. these opportunities when they present themselves. And like and maybe attempt to open up dialogue with that particular coach. Don't ask for a freebie, but just say, here's my situation. How can we make this work? And either the coach can make it work. And if not, no judgment against the coach, but at least you know, right? Like, so sometimes just opening up the dialogue will help go a long way. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so you're up. I am. Here I am. So <laughs> we're going to talk about a time in Jonas's life where the dream almost died. So for years, Jonas and the entire Aces and Queens team worked hard to win crowns, but the one they wanted the most was also the most elusive. They wanted an international crown and time after time, they would train incredible Queens who would enter the international pageants and would do exceptionally well. In fact, as queens always seemed to be the last one standing at the end of competition, but when the winner was eventually called, it wouldn't be their girl, which is so hard to see uh, over it, and over and over again. Yeah, and Jonas, he almost gave up trying to obtain that elusive international crown after his client, Miss Universe Philippine, Janine Marie uh, Tagonon, ended up placing as first runner-up at the Miss Universe 2012 passion. I mean, they came so close, and it was a crushing loss. But as frustrating as it was, the team could just not bear to quit. 
And then in 2013, the miracle they'd waited for for so long finally happened with Miss World Philippines 2013, Megan Young, who was a sweetheart, and she was crowned Miss World 2013, and that's when it all started to change. Didn't you MC a pageant with Megan? Uh, so I MC'd, it was when Miss United States announced that um, they sent the their delegate to Miss World. And Megan made a surprise appearance at the pageant. And so oh, I got a chat nice. with her some afterwards and she was just amazing. But yeah, we didn't MC together, but she was there and I got to meet her and Stephen Douglas, who's um, son-in-law to um, Julia uh, Morley. Yeah, she's absolutely stunning and she just radiates positive energy like you can tell that she's a nice person which is important yeah agreed yeah very classy so the the win was not just the inspiration the team craved it was affirmation that they needed and this win gave jonas hope that he was going in the right direction and the confirmation that he just needed to keep going in addition to his dedication and belief he needed another win and for that he would need another queen and i just looked at the dates his first winner was in 2001, and that was Miss Philippines, Miss Universe Philippines. And he didn't get his first international winner until 2013. That is 12 years of blood, sweat, tears, energy putting into these contestants. So this was a long time coming and very well deserved. Yeah. And when you look at the learning curve, and, and when you just, it, there's a something that's called the bell curve of success. And usually when you hit that, five-year mark and then in the 10-year mark it, it kind of happens in increments of five um that you start to see these like big paybacks and so he certainly has put in a lot of time there to fine-tune that skill and you know philippines is on a roll right now they, they are on an absolute roll yep so that queen uh that jesse was just talking about her name's pia And Pia had been chasing her own dream right alongside Jonas. She had been trained by aces and queens and had been trying to win the Miss Universe Philippines crown for two years already at that point. Yep. And the very first time she competed in the National Binibining Filipinas competition, she placed as first runner-up. And she was convinced that she had what it took to win. And unfortunately, like so many girls, when you do that well in your first attempt, it can set you up for heartache. Yeah. And... The next year when she competed, she was certain that it was going to be her year, but she didn't make the cut again. And after some soul searching, she came to the conclusion that for her, it was the Miss Universe crown or nothing. So what if she got nothing that year? She wasn't done trying. And on the third try, she did it. She was awarded the Miss Universe Philippines crown, and she and Jonas set about preparing for the ultimate goal. And for them, that was the Miss Universe pageant. Yeah, who would have known the incredible events that were about to take place? And at first, it appeared that Pia Wurzbach was the first runner-up at the 2015 Miss Universe pageant. Her dream and Jonas's dream came so close, had failed to materialize. And then, in a moment, the miracle for Jonas and Pia happened. After 42 years, the Philippines had done the impossible. Miss Universe 2015 was actually Pia Wurzbach and the girl who said it's the universe crown or nothing. And if you want to hear more about this specific story, Pia story, we did do a podcast on Pia. So you can go back and listen to that if you didn't listen to it yet or you want to hear more. Yeah. And I mean, as we cover it there, we covered in the last podcast. I mean, she got nothing the year before. And then she came Mm -hmm. back the very next year 
and won the whole shebang, right? Mm -hmm. So for Jonas, the miracles kept coming two years after Pia's astonishing Miss Universe win. The Aces and Queens camp could not have been more excited to watch their client, um, Kylie Verzosa, win the Miss International 2016 title. And they now had managed to secure all three crowns in all three of the biggest international pageants. And it was an unexpected feat for the Philippines and it established aces and queens and Jonas as the undisputed leaders in the international pageant industry. And in 2017, after supporting Kylie throughout her year as Miss International 2016, Jonas delighted the pageant world with the launch of his much-anticipated book titled The Crown, Your Essential Guide to Becoming a Beauty Queen. And the photograph on the cover of the book said it all. Like, there sat the esteemed queen maker himself, surrounded by the three phenomenal international queens, Megan, Pia, and Kylie, who had made not only their dreams come true, but his as well. Yeah, and then on April the 1st, 2019, so this year, Jonas posted on the social media that after 18 years of training women to become beauty queens, he had relinquished his position as head of the pageant training camp, Aces and Queens. Many assumed that this post was an April's Fool's joke, you know, since it happened on the 1st, but it actually was not. Yeah, never post any important information right. on April 1st. Just, <laughs> just don't do it. Um, but he, he wrote in that post, when my friends and I founded Aces and Queens, our intention was to prepare young women to be queens for national and international pageants. Our group got bigger as the number of girls we train or who asked to be trained by us also grew. As we have trained them with passion, love, dedication without asking anything in return. Though we have permanent jobs, our only reward was to see them grow as persons and bring honor to our country. We never knew it would be this big. Mm. And as and he continues to say, as much as I would love to continue training girls as head of Aces and Queens, I believe it is time for me to leave the group to pursue other endeavors. Then, just days after announcing that he had left Aces and Queens, the Queen Maker announced that he was one of the recently acquired key talents of the Miss Universe organization and would now serve as creative and events director for the Miss Universe Philippines brand. Yeah, he said he would be working closely with IMG Universe, the agency that owns the pageant, and the Araneta Group, which runs the National Binibing Filipinas competition. And from the moment that he became part of the Miss Universe Philippines team, he's been diligently assisting the team that is helping the current Miss Philippines 2019, Gazzini Ganados, prepare for the next Miss Universe competition. Yeah, so Jonas said that he is keenly aware of the pressure that Gazzini feels to clutch a back-to-back -back win for the Philippines, but he's not worried about her at all. And for her part, Gazzini has been telling the press that her preparations are secret for now and something that fans can look forward to. Whatever the Queenmaker and his teams have planned for the upcoming next Miss Universe competition, no doubt it's going to be big. After mm -hmm. all... Why dream at all if you're not going to dream big? In a recent interview, Jonas had asked the question, he was asked the question, who are you? And this was his response. He said, who am I? I am this kid who grew up in the, in the province learning things the hard way, but steadfast on my goals. Whatever is given me, I strive so hard to do my best. I am determined no matter how people will try to stop you, I believe your destiny will always find its way. And we don't know if it was a dream or a destiny that made Jonas the man that he is today. But either way, we cannot wait to see what he does tomorrow. So we'll wrap up today's episode with Jonas Gafud's favorite quote. Um, and he says, I expect to pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do or any kindness I can show to any fellow creature, let me do it now. Let me not defer or neglect it. 
for I shall not pass this way again. And that quote is by Stephen Grillette. Mm. And thanks for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or from ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Until next time. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.